0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's March 22nd, 2023. This is Dave Neal, and welcome to Bachelor Rush Hour. righty, giddy up folks. We got a lot to discuss. Podcasters all over the place. Some are blaming Gabby, some are blaming Zach. We're going to get into the fantasy sweet wreckage, as we call it. But first, some side stories going on. You know, as host of this empire known as Bachelor Rush Hour, Dave Neal here, does not skimp on providing you the side stories. That's right. Every day I look for those big stories. I feel like the YouTube stories, that's where we hit the home runs. What? Colton Underwood did what? YouTube story. But then we got these side stories. So many characters that aren't mainstream that say something fun or interesting or controversial. And we'll cover it over here on The Rush. In our first story, actually, it's actually very interesting. We have Chelsea Vaughn on TikTok. Discussing the uh, difference between exclusivity versus boyfriend and girlfriend. And I can't wait someday to be a grandfather and have to explain to my children the difference between all the different terms out there. Granddaddy, tell me again, what's a hard launch? Your grandmother and I hard launched by using Instagram. Granddaddy, what's Instagram? And it's one thing after another here. Uh, So anyway, here's what Chelsea had to say regarding exclusivity versus boyfriend-girlfriend status.
1: And I asked him if there's a difference between when guys say they want to be exclusive with you or they want to be boyfriend and girlfriend.
2: It's a huge difference. You think so? Yes, it's a huge difference. I feel like boyfriend and girlfriend, that's like next step. That's me telling you, get ready for engagement.
1: What is exclusive? Not serious?
2: Exclusive is we're together. We're not seeing anyone else. But like, We're not there yet.
1: When you ask a girl to be exclusive, to me, like, there's no difference in between boyfriend and girlfriend.
0: I side with Chelsea here. If you go exclusive, you're defining that you're in an exclusive relationship, which is the same contract of boyfriend and girlfriend. It seems like a semantic issue to me, but what do I know? Just I'm in an exclusive marriage, as it were. All right, and we've got... Bachelor in Paradise Canada, the little brother to Bachelor in Paradise, but I have to tell you, it's just as good. It's just different. Bachelor in Paradise Canada hits like a warm glass of milk and cookies. You know what I mean? And uh, you, I don't know, maybe you're lactose intolerant, but I'm telling you, if there's a way for you to find out how you can, or if there's a way for you to watch this season of Bachelor in Paradise Canada, I recommend it. It's going to air Monday, May 8th, which is actually pretty nice. It'll it'll kind of uh, give us some Bachelor uh, drama in between the seasons. We've got Connor Brennan from Katie Thurston season, plus a handful of other um, alumni from the show, and of course... Uh, the host of Bachelor in Paradise Canada, releasing this statement on their account. It's Charlene Joint. Have a listen.
1: Hi, Bachelor Nation. I'm Charlene Joint, and I'm
3: excited to announce that I'm your host of Bachelor in Paradise Canada. And this year, everything is bigger and better. With a new cast of fresh faces and fan favorites from Bachelor Nation and some sexy new singles looking for their happily ever after. In a new location, things are bound to get steamy. And remember, there's no predicting paradise. Bachelor in Paradise Canada only
0: on City TV. We'll try to get Charlene on the channel to discuss this more, but for uh, the audio uh, listeners out there, uh, they showed shots of uh, hot tubs on the lake, pontoon boats, saunas. And my guess is, I don't think, and, and you let me know uh, to my Canadian friends out there, I don't think Canada has as many rigorous laws as the U.S. does when it comes to the, F- uh, was it the FAA. What's it called? The FCC, that's what it's called. Over-the-air broadcast by local TV and radio stations are subject to certain speech restraints, but speech transmitted by cable or satellite TV systems generally is not. That's why Netflix is more fun when it comes to its dating reality shows because they can show butt cracks and side boobs, but if you ever notice on The Bachelor in the U.S., they blur out, like, side boobs, and you can't... You can say butt, and you can say hole, but you can't say butthole, or, you know, weird things like that. Or you can say ass, but not asshole. You can say, you know... what it's just strange, folks. It's super archaic. And that's why streaming service is winning. And that's why uh, broadcast TV is essentially dead. And that's also why I will never complain if The Bachelor decides to move to Hulu because if it's only streaming, they can get away with things. Now, they're still beholden, you know, if you're on Hulu, you're still beholden to like advertisers versus Netflix, which is essentially a membership-only program, which means you don't have to worry if like, you know, you you piss off Dove Soap or whatever it is. Either way. All right, so that's what, Charlene had to say, now I'm just going to play for you guys the actual trailer for Bachelor in Paradise Canada, uh, which was just released, and we have some fan favorites. Listen and see if you can tell who's who. So many handsome and delicious men on this beach.
4: That
1: guy's totally going to be
0: an F-boy. There's something in the water. I'm back. Here we go. Back the it burn paradise to the ground so they're burning paradise to the ground actually in the background we see Chelsea Vaughn there we also hear Demi say I'm back yes that's right Demi um, Burnett uh, of course uh, famous Demi will be on the show my guess is she's a guest host or a guest uh, you know for a group date or something I don't believe that she will be um, uh, participating Uh, although that would be great if she does we'll have to see how it all goes down and that's all your updates for bachelor in paradise canada we're gonna have so much more to talk about in this episode but as you guys know today's bachelor rush hour podcast is sponsored by our good friends at microdose gummies an incredible entry-level dose of thc that helps you feel just the right amount of good i've said this all week long folks it's not always about getting high sometimes you just want to melt into your pillow i take here's what i do i take a gummy about an hour before i go to bed uh, and now that I'm taking these microdose ones, they're only about half the serving I normally take, so I'm able to have one like an hour or two hours before. If it's a Friday, I'll take I'll take one like as soon as I get home, and then I'll just like kind of like melt into the couch, watch some TV, because it's not knocking you out, you know. It's just kind of helping with you know kind of getting rid of any anxiety. You guys know my schedule: morning content all day, stand up at night. I just come home from stand up. You don't just unwind when you come home from stand up. Sometimes you need a little help with a gummy. <laughs> microdose is available. Nationwide to learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code rush hour to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links are found in the show description. But again, microdose.com, code rush hour. And let's get to our first story of the day featured on my YouTube channel if you want to watch it in its entirety. But we have most of it here for you. And we love a good post, then a delete. And we got that from Katie Bigger here. I'll get into the full story right now. Have a listen. Here's the 35 second long TikTok. And it says, Katie tells Gabby that she knows about her fantasy suite with Zach. This was the moment after they both received their roses and they thought they had a quiet moment together. Have a listen. She says, I know you were the only, I know you, hold on. I want to make sure it's clear. We know exactly what she says. I know you were the only one. I
3: feel like I'm wearing, like, an A on
0: my chest. And then Gabby says, I feel like I'm wearing the letter A on my chest, uh, the scarlet letter over here. Scarlet letter. Oh, my God, Katie says, Oh my God, stop. And uh, what's funny is that Gabby said that with a rose in front of her mouth, thinking that it was going to prevent them from hearing what they were saying. And uh, yeah, uh, let's get this uh, sound guy a bonus, please. So, yeah, obviously, Uh-oh. these conversations can last way longer than what we see on camera. So, what we have that Katie said was, Gabby and I are very close friends. The entirety of that conversation was not shown. So please take a step back and realize that. And of course, just saying, look, this isn't a snarky thing that Ka- where Katie's talking to Gabby about you're the only one. Now, everybody, it seems, is assuming that Zach also had sex with Katie. But Katie says to Gabby, I know you were the only one. Katie doesn't say, I know you were the only one between you and Ariel, um so it makes me wonder if Katie was not in the uh, same uh, sort of um uh, post-sex bandwagon there. I don't know, folks. What do you guys think? So here's the discussion about purity culture from the Claire and Emma pod. I'm going to play a clip of this because it's very interesting. Uh, and, and others have um, uh, has said, well, Zach's Catholic, so it's probably Catholic guilt that he feels. I don't know. Look, this is obviously the problem we get when we generalize because I was raised Catholic. My guilt had probably very little to do with sex and more to do with, I don't know, you know we, weird, like, the weird guilt that our moms give us. I, I hear it from other cultures that they feel a, a, a same amount of guilt. So I don't know if it has to do with sex. I, if, if you ask me, the Catholics that I know have no problem with sex, <laughs> and so much sex. Uh, uh, maybe the problem is with birth control, but that's a different issue here. So here's what they say. And again, let me know. I'm sure I'm going to anger a Catholic or two. Uh, let, let me know what you guys think. Here's what the Clarinema pod sa- thinks about the mini abstinence pledge that dooms Zach from the start.
3: This week on The Bachelor, another big fat L for chastity pledges during fantasy suites week or as he called it unfortunately sex week zach said that he was not going to have sex with any of the women he said it to jesse palmer he said it to ariel and then he said it to gabby on the first two fantasy suite dates and then whoops he just went ahead and had sex and then told everyone about it And I totally understand why Zach might've wanted to take sex off the table. It can make a really messy show even messier when the lead has sex with multiple people this week. It's becoming a bigger and bigger issue every season that the show loves to exploit for drama. And he wanted to just like make sure that it wasn't even touched. Instead, The Bachelor provided a really upsetting case study in why chastity pledges aren't necessarily a great idea. For one thing, it set Zach up for failure. When it came time to decide consensually that he wanted to have sex in a way that felt really good for him, he was already in a bad
0: position. Now, now my, and this is, this is a great reel she's got here, my viewpoint is that whether or not he had the chastity pledge or not, it was going to get messy. I don't think, like I said, that he had the chastity pledge because he had this uh, grand moral view on it all. I think he realized if he... It's the same thing with that, like, don't say I love you to anybody. It's not a a, a don't say I love you pledge. It's a, I don't want when it's all said and done, the person I chose to be like, why did you say you loved uh, Serene too?
3: No win position and people were going to get hurt because he had turned having sex that week into something inherently bad, something that was inherently a failure. He went out of his way to make it the world's business, whether he stuck by some sort of personal pledge not to have sex. And so when he did have sex, then he had sort of invited, or so he felt, the world into knowing about the fact that he had sex, which is pretty violating to him, but much more so to the woman involved who never consented to any of this playing out this way.
0: Yeah, so that that part's a whole different conversation we're going to get to in the next video, so make sure to hit the subscribe button if you haven't already uh, if you're watching this on YouTube. But yeah, the idea that he had that he um took the ball and assumed he could talk about the what happened in the fantasy suite without getting, you know, that consent from Gabby, that's the violation.
3: So of course, this chastity vow ended where many many chastity vows do with a young woman being publicly shamed for perfectly healthy consensual sexual activity.
0: I get that point too. I just don't think that it was um that, that was Zach's intention but behind the pledge. But it's a great point that whether or not it was it was intention, it is purity culture that makes us uh put this much uh, shame on on the act so yeah absolutely here's what Susie has to say about her fantasy suite uh that she had with clayton she was on nick vile's podcast i
4: think that i had moved past like the physical intimacy side of things the emotional side of things i remember struggling for a long time thinking like and to this day i still kind of think i'm like why did you pick me like we aren't compatible and i think it's more of a testament to the process of the show you don't get enough quality time with that person. In my mind, I mean, that privacy behind fantasy suites. like in my mind, I was like, I would have to ask every question under the moon. I would want to really know that person on such a deeper level. I would want to know so much about them as a person because that's the only time you get to like truly be real and raw and like not have to worry about the world judging you. But the show doesn't give you enough time to have those kind of conversations. It's It's like- it feels very surfacey, I think, for a lot of it. And I think that is a harder thing to get through when you're starting a relationship with somebody and you're like, we don't you really don't know if you're compatible until you get out of there. Oh, sure. So I remember looking back and being like, you are way more compatible with like, well, Rachel, I remember thinking, I was like, why would you pick me? Like you had somebody that you probably would have been really compatible with and and other girls, too, that didn't make it quite as far.
2: So you think he would have been more compatible with Rachel?
4: I think looking, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about now, but like more compatible than me,
0: probably. (laughs) Wow. Very interesting. And, uh, yeah, look, I love Clayton. I love Susie and I actually love Rachel. I love the way she's discussed her post-show, you know, uh, you know, vibes and all that. I I really think they're all kind of uh, learned a lot from a very sticky scenario. Um, I think, Susie, I think in hindsight, when we look at things, Susie was the person Clayton needed, maybe not for a relationship, but to show him some things about himself and to introduce him to some 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 new viewpoints on life. Uh, Clayton does nothing but talk praises about Susie and the way that she has sort of um, opened his eyes to, to, to certain things. With that said, it's still going to be tough and sting for Clayton to hear from your ex, hey, he chose the wrong one because Clayton also mentions that he had discussed with Rachel Recki the idea of possibly getting back together, and he said that ship has sailed. So maybe, uh, maybe he did blow it in some senses, but look... She's got a great point, Susie does here, in that um, you don't have enough time to know if you're compatible with someone. And the show kind of needs that. The the show has a bad success rate, but it would be even worse. Like, put it this way, the goal of the show is to get to an engagement. What happens after that, it doesn't really care about. Uh, So that's why you realize a lot of engagements don't work out. Look at Katie Thurston Blake Moynes. Because they work perfectly fine under the supreme uh, circumstance and environment of love having handlers there to take care of you not having a job to go to but what happens in the real world well Blake's got to go to um a few countries he's got to go to South Africa and uh fight and fight the rhino poachers which is notable but Katie needed someone who was there for her when you know so every situation's got something similar Clayton and Susie they try the real world Clayton's trying to get his career off the ground so it's always people that are that are very shaky um on shaky grounds career-wise and it's got to be very hard to find compatibility there when you have so many variables at play. Let's get into it. We're going to continue this debate about what went down on Fantasy Suites. Claire and Emma podcast say justice for Gabby. It was rude uh, if nothing more of Zach to air out that they had sex and then I'm going to share what Nick Vial has to say about Gabby uh, potentially coercing or luring Zach into the sexual exploits and then Olivia will play the other side where she, uh, a TikToker, Olivia Lane says, this is ridiculous. He's a consenting adult. Don't blame Gabby. So here we go. Here's our first clip. It's titled justice for Gabby. That really just
3: illustrates the power dynamic there of, you know, he gets to just get away with telling 10 million people that she had sex by, you know, delivering this reward of, I am falling in love with you. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. You can have a little (laughs) affirmation as a treat after I exposed your private sexual history to millions of people. Yeah. It's like, all you have to do is, is make a declaration of some level of affection and you have paid off any substantial like debt or suffering that they have faced because of you. It's It's just a big fucking mess. Yeah. And then... That that is the thing that's like, even if you were like to pick her after this, that is a really, really unhealthy way to start a relationship. Like you need to be like trying to balance that power dynamic as much as possible early on and to go into like an equal engagement after the show with his declaration of having fallen in love with you coming in that context it doesn't set you up for a good mm-hmm. dynamic. Like it sets you up for like me saying, I love you as a little treat from up here and mm-hmm. as a reward for all your service. And the
0: whole tone of it just
3: made me think that he is not going to end up with her that really
0: just. All right, illust- so there it is, folks. They said it illustrates the power dynamic there, and of course, there's a power dynamic. Is the lead? He's picking who he now. They obviously can agree or not agree to take the roast, but there is, of course, a power dynamic with like just like there is with a boss and employee. An employee can decide not to work for a boss, but there's a bias that'll exist about pleasing the boss, and we kind of see that here. Now, of course, they're referring to the fact that he told Gabby he was going to share with everyone that he had sex with her, and uh, Gabby didn't seem to and we'll, we'll find out maybe on the After the Final Rose or wh- whenever they air this conversation, but it seems that Gabby didn't want that conversation to happen. Dr. Diane Strakowski in the comment section says, I don't think this was about purity culture at all. Zach's never expressed this point of view. It's more that he's self-sabotaged because of underlying insecurities. Yeah, well, yeah, I, and again, I've, I've said the same thing. It's not about purity culture with Zach. I said this in the last video. Uh, maybe it's because of purity culture makes us feel like sex is some be-all, end-all thing, and it's hard to overcome that, but it's about the idea that he um not only violated this idea that he wasn't going to have sex but then when he did it uh there was probably some sort of implied social contract that they weren't going to discuss that with others let's hear what nick has to say on his podcast maybe do you now i I don't know if ariel like
2: ariel might be like glad she's like well you know, you didn't pick me, so no, I didn't that have that
4: dirty dick yeah. away from me.
0: But yeah. like, so the producer says, get that dirty dick away from me. Which, again, it, this and this is kind of nitpicky here because I personally don't mind that comment. But when we will talk about double standards, uh, for her to call Zach's dick a dirty dick because he had now had sex with Gabby, it's kind of implying that she's saying Gabby's dirty. And it, and it, and even though it's making fun of the guy, it's still some of that purity culture stuff. Oh, you're dirty because you had sex with somebody else not whether you know but obviously she was kidding here but it's still part of that same conversation but now, <laughs> now the, the, is Zach
2: mad though cuz you know Zach was like I'm not going to have sex with anyone and then he has sex with Gabby and we all can assume yeah he hooked up with Katie.
4: I don't know I, I don't think know if, he did. I don't know if they did
2: oh you really
4: yeah, because I don't either. because Come of on, the guys. moment when he was walking Ariel out and Katie turns to right. Gabby and
0: goes I know you slept with him. uh, Katie says you were the only one. And of course I would have assumed that Gabby wanted to tell, uh, that I I would have assumed that Zach wanted to tell Katie that, um, he had sex with Gabby so that he could have sex with Katie. Like, all right, we're just going to bang now. But, um, uh, we don't know. We don't know. So here's where we get into the, the idea of, is it a double standard? Uh, the way that Gabby had, uh, had uh, uh, lured Zach into sex. I struggle using those words because I don't agree with that, but here's, have a listen. when I was Ooh. like, oh, wow. No, it's... I think
4: you've been doing it right. We will clarify <laughs> with her in studio. But I feel like she had a comment where she was kind of like, oh, no sex. Like, we'll see about that. And then Gab-
0: Gab- uh, Gabby had that comment.
4: Gabby definitely had a comment like that. So it's interesting. Yeah,
0: Gabby had
2: the... What did she say exactly? It was...
4: I think it was like, we'll maybe, see about that. Yeah, we'll, or like... Yeah, I mean,
2: you guys been there for like two, three months. What do you mean? I mean, yeah, you guys but been ima- kissing... Imagine... And, yeah, imagine, imagine, I'd, be I'd be ready to go. Like, imagine it's the bachelorette and the bachelorette sits down and says, hey, not having sex with anyone. And the fucking guy in an ATM is like... We'll see about that. Yeah, imagine (laughs) how that fucking the opposite opposite way.
0: Imagine how that lands. (laughs) That's where imagine. So Nick says, imagine that the roles were reversed, and whenever we talk about double standards, this is what drives me crazy about double standards. It's because double standards do exist because there's a lot at play there. I would, I would say it's, and again, yeah, that doesn't make it make it sexist. I don't believe. Leave a comment. Let me know what you think. But I think it's okay to say. It would be worse if the guy tried to coerce the female versus she, Gabby, trying to coerce Zach because there is a power dynamic. Zach's in a he's a grown adult male. Okay, he's bigger. There is always going to be a risk for women when it comes to dealing with men that men don't have dealing with women. To an extent, there may be outliers where a a woman's bigger than a guy or physically stronger than a guy, but for the most part, that exists. Men don't have to walk down the street and wonder if they've got their pepper spray ready late at night because they're in the alley. Not to the extent that women do. And it's important that when we have these conversations we realize that's why I believe these double standards are exist and it's okay that they exist. It's Going it where bad. I'm like
4: this is like not a, when we stop and pause it's like this is a moment we're where pushing I feel some like, boundaries.
0: Yeah.
2: Definitely. Yeah, when it comes yeah. to pressure about sex there's definitely a double standard. That's for sure.
0: And and again I Just clarified why I believe that double standard may not be something we need to, I don't know, uh, dot our T's or cross our I's about, as they say. Uh, um, Anyway, we're going to get the uh, opposing opinion on that uh, right now. So let's just go to Olivia and what she has to say.
1: Excuse you. What? Some people are really out here suggesting or flat out saying that Gabby somehow coerced Zach into doing something he didn't want to do. And she forced herself onto him and he couldn't say no.
0: And And by the way, Nick, Nick should know this as a former lead. He might tell you he was a lead. Uh, And maybe he does, but we don't even know what Gabby was responding to in her ATM or in the moment, her ITM, whatever it's called. Uh, They could have said, hey, Gabby, uh, You know, they could have been joking around. And what if Zach says he doesn't want to have sex? Well, I'll show him something. You know, we don't know the context that Gabby was responding to them saying, look, Zach. and, And if they were like, look, Zach's taking this seriously. Doesn't want to have sex with anyone. Well, I'll show him what we in Vermont can do. I'll bring the Ben and Jerry's and a little bit of marijuana and we'll have a, you know, we'll do the devil's lettuce, whatever, you know, uh, the, te- the the uh, the 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 devil's, uh, whatever. <laughs> the point is, is that we don't know what happened that led up to that sound bite. And Nick knows that. She just seduced
1: him so much that he was a victim in all of this. Mind you, Zach literally said, Multiple times and multiple different ways that he wanted to sleep with Gabby. When Zach decided to air out him and Gabby's personal business to Jesse, he literally said verbatim, we both agreed and wanted to have sex together. It was special and it was important and it was what we both wanted and
0: needed for the relationship. I got to tell you. Olivia Lane 6 on TikTok. Olivia Lane's got it. She's got the fastball, baby. She's coming at you with some timber and some vibration, and I love to hear it. (laughs) She's just shouting right through that phone, and good for her. What a rant. This is a five-minute rant. I'll play another minute or so, but uh, go check out the full thing. Uh, She's on TikTok.
1: Sir, so, I'm not really understanding why so many people are ignoring the words that came out of Zach's mouth and deciding to act like Gabby is some evil fucking siren that lured Zach to his death. People keep trying to use that one clip of her saying, oh, Zach said he's not going to have sex, but I don't know. Maybe he will as like definitive proof that she forced herself onto him. When first of all, I went back and watched that clip multiple times with headphones and her sentence sounded freaking bitten to me. But I don't know. That's just me.
0: And second of all, I meaning that they probably took it out of context, combined words, as of course we know they do.
1: Uh, I don't know why people are all of a sudden acting like people on this show don't get edited to look a certain way so they can fit the narrative of the show. In my opinion, I feel like the show wanted the narrative that one of the women just seduced Zach so much that he couldn't say no and he ended up giving in. I think they tried to give that edit to Ariel with all the weird fucking royalty-free porn music they kept playing over all her scenes. But obviously that didn't really work out because her and Zach didn't sleep together. So without Ariel, I guess the evil seductress horror trope
0: falls onto Gabby. And I- She goes, the evil seductress horror trope falls onto Gabby. And yeah, shame, shame on them, at least for not having a more nuanced conversation about this because we will have a segment of the audience that does feel like Gabby's- Got uh, Just like Gabby said, Gabby said the Scarlet A, which of course is a slightly out of context scenario, but the the idea being that she's the bad one here, and that's not the case at all.
2: Fantasy Sweet Week was one of the most uncomfortable weeks of my life. Honestly, I feel like you're in your head as well. You know how it is, (laughs) trying to get the blood flow to the... Yeah, you know, gotta you know, Pop a couple of blue pills just to be. <laughs> no. I'd be
0: like, ah, oh, focus, 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 focus. Get focus. a
4: twelve-hour erection. Yeah. <laughs> you think we can't do the rose ceremony.
2: <laughs> no, we just have to do them all back to back. Tie it around the whole leg, you know. <laughs> all right.
0: So anyway, uh, I do appreciate the opinions, and that's why Nick's channel is very popular because it's an interesting opinion that some do have about it being a double standard. If you wanted to take the sort of, uh, if you wanted to take any opinions out of it. Is it a double standard? Well, we don't know the exact scenario in which what would have happened if the roles were reversed. We can assume there probably would have been a double standard there. My... Opinion being that that is not necessarily a bad thing because the circumstances are different when it comes to who's got control and who's, uh, you know, got the in with regards to that power dynamic being that if Zach was not the lead, if this was with Rachel Recchia and Zach wasn't the lead, he's still a male. And you got to be careful in today's world and in any world that you make sure that you're not manipulating someone or coercing them or all of that. I think that's a fair conversation to have, and I don't know if they continue to talk about it, but in that specific clip, I think they missed that part of the conversation where it's, and again, it's it's okay when we go into this like myopic um, sort of level of looking at things and we go, double standard here, but why? And I think when we say, but why, we get to a more enriching conversation. Let me know what you guys think. Well, we made it to the end, folks, of another riveting episode of the podcast here. Don't forget, like, rate, review, share with your friends, share with your Facebook groups. If anyone wants to screen grab a fun moment that you enjoyed, post it to your Instagram, tag me, at Niels, and keep sharing. It's how we're going to keep growing this thing. I'll be on Reality Steve's podcast tomorrow. You can go listen to me being interviewed there. Um, that being Wednesday, or no, yeah, that'll be yeah tomorrow i'm about to record that in a couple hours so you can go check me out over there and if anyone listened to me for the first time from reality steve's podcast what a great combination you got his daily podcasts in the morning my daily ones in the afternoon what else do you need seriously all right folks well until tomorrow i've been dave Neal. this was bachelor rush hour